I'm back. It's going to be my weekly, regularly scheduled uh, episodes. Now, I haven't been cranking out the uh, just sidebar real quick. As far as the blog site, I haven't really gotten the, down to publishing one article a week. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pump those out as they come to me. Obviously, these things are topics particularly. They usually come up based off my day-to-day discussions or life or what I see on social media. That's honestly where I get all the topics. Topics particularly. Now, this episode... I can go on forever about this, but I'm just trying to cover some points on single mothers. Now, everybody's doing the fucking jump down single mother's throats thing, but I'm not, okay, I ain't going to hate on them as much as I'm going to like criticize their fucking storytelling. And what is this episode going to be entitled? All single mothers have the same exact story from the same baby daddy. It's as, it's as if one nigga got millions and millions of nigga bitches pregnant because they literally all have the same story as far as their baby daddy. Every single one has the same exact story. Like I could talk to a single mother in Denmark or a single mother in Australia, a bunch of single mothers in the UK and America. And particularly black women, they all got the same exact story of he changed, he ain't shit, he a deadbeat. I want to talk about, well first, I'm going to tell it from my perspective, and then I'm going to translate female speak to what really happened in these relationships. Because a lot of women don't admit fault. In the fate, in you know, in life, they won't admit fault or take responsibility for shit. As I've discussed before, women are eternal children. Their adolescence extends to, you know, 40, 50 years old sometimes. So stay tuned for all that. And then in my closing segment, I'm going to talk about how people, men and women, need to stop projecting their values on their partners. And what I mean as far as dating being a big old projection play is men are proje- men want to project the loyalty on the women when they aren't really loyal. They're loyal to what they want. And as long as they get it and their ego's stroked and their you know base desires are satisfied, their hypergamy is satisfied, they're loyal. But men, you're loyal and you want women to be loyal. So stop. So that all that I'm gonna cover in the closing segment. So let me get into these fucking stories. All right, let me jump right in. Now, I think there's, I guess you could say, there's probably generally about two or three different types of deadbeats that these women love to talk about, and I'm gonna try to, you know, swoop. All three, wrap all three up into like one story, and then I'm gonna translate female speak to what really happened in the average single mother, I'm wayward type father relationship. You know what I'm saying? All right. What are they saying? What are these chicks really trying to put out there? The average one of these females, white or black, or whatever race, they're gonna tell you a story of how. 
they had this long-term relationship this loving kind man who was always there for her there for her and they were traditional and they didn't meet at a bar or a nightclub it was some you know love at first sight type thing that happened in Paris or some shit even though those bitches never left fucking Detroit you know what I'm saying that's usually how it starts off then this bitch I'm sorry this what and then these chicks will move on to how oh she was living with him and he was such a great guy and he was a provider and he was working uh three jobs to take care of her and give her all her desires and she was just a perfect woman for him and she did everything and she was supportive emotionally sexually and physically for her man You know what I'm saying? She's going to paint it as if she's the perfect woman and she was great and everything she did was perfect. And then she gets pregnant because they were planning to have a child, which is a lie, but I'll go into the translation later on. She's going to lie and say that, oh, we planned a baby. I got pregnant on the first try, which never happens unless you're a slower because slurs know how to get pregnant on the first shot for some reason. And then he changed. They always change. These niggas is like Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Like he started being abusive. He started drinking. He started snorting coke. He smoked crack while snorting coke. He was an alcoholic. So he took shots of fucking vodka with crack rocks at him. <laughs> Like, this nigga was just the worst, most abusive, like, you know, substance abusive nigga that ever lived after she got pregnant, right? Then he started beating the fuck out of her. This nigga was, like, she came home, she was this loving wife, and he would come home with MMA gloves on and have the octagon in the living room because he would just go to town on this bitch. That's the story. That's always the story, right? The worst guy ever. But yet, even through all that, she still tried to make it work with the father of her child. She's the greatest mother ever after the child's born. And even though he's get hitting her with the fucking up hair, upper left hand, upper left, right overhand hook combo and shit, UFC style, and throwing this bitch in the guillotine and hitting her with fucking crucifixes and shit in full mount, she still tried to make the relationship work. She's just the perfect woman. And she was still emotionally, physically, and sexually supportive of her man, right? The perfect woman. The imperfect guy who was just an abusive asshole, right? That's the story of every single mother. I mean, that's basically the the gist of the average story you'll hear. You'll also hear... Now, I don't want to dismiss sexual assault or anything like that, but... the Another common guy, and these stories are true. The other one is some bullshit. But... A lot of the stories of this one, this one's true, and I don't condone this shit. I don't stand behind it. Dudes like this need to be castrated or killed, in my opinion. The guys that actually do it. Not the Me Too hashtag Twitter, you know, dudes who looked at a girl's ass too long. I'm talking about legitimate people who abuse children or prey on women and get them, you know what I'm saying, to get, get bitches drunk type shit. The roofie using motherfuckers. Those type dudes is what I'm talking about. Now... This despicable motherfucker. Now, this is going to be some dude bashing here real quick. The the ones, the the one time that these bitches are actually telling the truth about their baby dad is when the dude is 
actually abusive of the children because not no woman's gonna lie about what a dude does to his children especially in a regular conversation now in front of a family court judge a phenomenal father is obviously abusive and alcoholic and beats the children with fucking heineken bottles and shit right but and, you know in regular conversation like i'm not a family court judge you're not gonna tell me some bullshit unless it's to paint yourself in a great light which women do but the dudes that are actually abusive with children are the ones where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to co-sign this shit or bash them. Or I'm say not bash these dudes. It ain't even so much about bashing. Like, women are going to have to get over this whole public opinion thing. Like, they need public opinion to match what the fuck they feel or think at the time. Or everybody else is racist. You know what I'm saying? Female politics is ridiculous. And it's actually rampant and the most dominant force in Western politics right now. Because of gynocentrism. Which is neither here nor there. Because I want to talk about this fucking story. These stories that these bitches love feeding you. When you're courting them. Another lie that they'll tell you. Before I go into the translation portion of the episode. Another lie that these bitches love to ram down your throat. Is that they're independent. They, they're, they're handling everything on their own. He doesn't give them shit. And she doesn't want for nothing. And her kids don't want for nothing. Now. Obviously, we know that ain't true, but that's one of the things that she, these women love to say, is that they're doing it all on their own. Unbeknownst to you, because she might be fine. Like, some of these single mothers mothers are bad bitches. Don't get me wrong, right? She might be fine as fuck. And you as a dude courting her, first of all, why are you courting a single mother? But if you're a dude that's out here courting these chicks... You'll hear all that shit. You'll see that she's got a nice car. She seems like she got money. She works and she takes care of her kids. It looks like you're going to immediately think, well, I don't have to help with that fucking kid. I can just deal with this bad bitch, get the pussy, and, and pull chalks and date regularly. But we all know that's some bullshit. So... As a dude, I mean, honestly, just proceed with caution. Especially if she's a bitch with multiple kids by multiple dudes. Because you're just going to be signing up. You're signing up to be baby daddy number two, three, four, five, or six. So, if you as a dude want to do that, more power to you. She, that, that's why she got to Mercedes. Because five dudes are paying her child support. So, continue on with that. You guys have fun with that bullshit. I won't date them. Now, here comes the translation portion of the episode. Since it's gonna, it's gonna be a bit longer for me to translate the actual baby daddy story. I want to translate the bullshit that you get fed while courting these bitches. While you're courting a single mother, when she's saying she's independent and she's doing it all on her own, what is actually going on? If you just look beneath the beneath the edges, and I'm not talking about black women's edges. I'm talking about beneath the edges and underneath the curtain and behind the sheets. I said that backwards, but if you just do a little bit of fucking observation, when you go to the store with this bitch, she uses the link card or the wick card or whatever the fuck they got in the state that you live in. In Illinois, we got link cards. They got pretty much the welfare food stamp card, right? Even though she looked like, you know the bitch work at like KFC or some shit. But she got a fucking 
you know, $1,600 a month spot to, that she's renting, it's because she got Section 8. Then you turn around, and she got, multi, you know, particularly these bitches with multiple baby daddies. You're like, wait, ain't no bitch that work at the fucking, that work at Kohl's should be driving a 2018 whatever, right? A nice car. And that's because she running through the child support like fucking Adrian Peterson on the Vikings. And she getting child support paid in full. Which is automatically going to debunk the fact that they, she got deadbeats. Because at the end of the day, if all women care about is money, they want to have their cake and eat it too, right? So how the fuck is he paying that shit in full and still a deadbeat? That don't make sense. Because there'll be rapist dudes that are phenomenal. I mean, no, I'm going to say rapist dudes. I'm saying there'll be bad dudes that a chick will be like, Oh, he's a great stepfather because he's dicking her down at the time. Like, at the end of the day, in a woman's mind, it's what makes her happy at the moment. So, therefore, a bad dude who's, like, praising the children but is dicking down the mom is a good stepdad or somebody she trusts with the children, not the actual father. I know that those are extreme circumstances, but it, it happens. You're, if you live in America, you know this shit happens. Now... To debunk the whole story of the baby daddy, you know what women do a lot of times to kind of exacerbate the fallout with a fucking, with particularly with their father, the baby father. They love they. they it's, it's very subtle. It's very very subtle. The little games and tricks that women play. She starts off just withdrawing. On a lot of things, especially once she gets pregnant, she knows she got you. I hate to say a lot of American black women, like once they get pregnant, I got you. You trapped. They consider them pregnant as you trapped. And it's not because of, you know, you wanted to be a father. It's just she wanted to get you. It's a game to them. She felt once we got the baby. Oh, that nigga's mine forever. And it's not like a possession of a romantic possession. This woman did this because she guarantees that she has control over your life. That's what women want. Control. Uh, particularly, a lot of American black women are very narcissistic. They're very dominant. They're very, they have a lot of testosterone, these masculine creatures. A lot of black men, not a lot. The 14% of black men that don't want to marry within their race don't because they fucking see the, see the fucking forest through the trees. I don't want to marry no masculine-ass woman. I might as well be gay. Dealing with black women is like dealing with dudes. Fuck that. I mean, not all, but a lot are fucking masculine. Outside of the fucking obesity and the fucking bunch of kids by a bunch of dudes. I'm, no. Miss me with that shit. Anyway. But this subtle, the subtle shit that they do to kind of spitball and lob a grenade in the fucking relationship is she'll, you know, obviously she trapped you with a baby. And as soon as she's fucking pisses, pisses positive on that uh, pee stick that tells her she's pregnant, she immediately becomes a bitch. The entire baby daddy story is a projection of herself. She's the one that spitballed that relationship. She stopped having sex with him. Well, granted, while pregnant, a lot of women don't and do want to have sex. It really depends on the girl. I've fucked a lot of pregnant chicks and 
they're lying when they say they don't want to. That's bullshit. But anyway, she starts being real, like reckless with the money. Like you may have married or married or started dating a frugal woman, but the minute she got pregnant, this bitch runs out and was trying to look at $900 strollers and shit like that. Like, what the fuck do you need? Like, bitches will be in the inner city, fucking Saginaw, Michigan, and bitches will be in a $900 stroller. I'm like, who the fuck do you need to show off a $900 stroller to? She, you know, the crib that she wants. She, she starts, like, if you look at the crib, stroller, car seat, all the baby combos and shit, then obviously the baby gotta wear, like, Gucci and shit, like, Gucci onesies. Like, you're talking about ten, fifteen thousand dollars And then she's going to project on you. Like, like, well, this nigga didn't spend $15,000 on all this baby shit I wanted. So he a deadbeat. Fuck him. He ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? That's when her relationship gets sour. Because her hormones are all over the place. And she's running wild like fucking Hulk Hogan in the 80s. So, that's how that happens. That's how you become the piece of shit. That's how you become this abusive alcoholic. Now, she's still sneaking and drinking and shit. If you don't live with her, or if you do live with her, and you're the type of dude that works, especially if you work overnight, if you're ever on third shift, your pregnant girl go out and drink and shit. A lot of these bitches be drinking and smoking with the babies. They don't give a fine fuck about what happens to that child. That child is simply an ATM card. I already talked about in a previous episode how women, particularly black women, love to weaponize the male utility of their sons. This isn't some type of game or joke I'm talking about. But anyway, I guess to close out on the translation of the that bad baby daddy bullshit, is females love to project their own faults on the men. And that's what the closing segment is going to be about. But at the end of the day, this evil baby daddy who beat her and drank all the time just didn't simply put up with her bullshit. He didn't make enough. Maybe this nigga made 40 grand a year and he couldn't afford $15,000. $15,000 in cribs, car seats, and Gucci onesies that the child, because I mean, I, I personally got baby shit at Walmart, because when you're dealing with a fucking baby to toddler toward, you know, young kid, they're going to change clothes every six months, their whole wardrobe is going to change every six months, so you better just get the cheap shit, because they're going to be throwing it out anyway, and his babies are messy, so he's going to be puking on the shit, so why the fuck do you whores need to get Ferrari clothes and shit, seriously, but... Closing segment next. All right. Closing segment time. I talk about this a lot. About... Most relationships are failing because people project, men and women, you're projecting what you value and what you fantasize from your head onto your partner. That other person that you're with isn't going to live up to it. And I'm talking to both men and women here. Particularly women, though, because a lot of dudes settle. Dudes are willing to settle for fat women, single mothers, ugly women. They... As they get older, they just appreciate some fucking loyalty. Because a lot of women do the hypergamy thing. Too much of the hypergamy thing. Now, there's nothing wrong with hypergamy, but women aren't honest. They aren't honest. So they they like to 
as, as the red pill community calls it, they'll monkey branch their way into the new relationship because she doesn't want to lose you if new dick number three doesn't work out. So she's fucking this dude and she wants to secure him because he makes more money than you and he's better looking than you. So while she's dating you, she's fucking this guy. And if this guy doesn't commit, then she knows she can just use you as the fallback. So she'll continue to fuck other dudes until she can secure a better guy once her hypergamy is triggered to get better than you. Because hypergamy floats. And once the hypergamy floats beyond you, you're just drowning in a sea of her bullshit. And she wants better. But she's got you tied to her raft. She can pull you up and just throw you in her boat to kind of as her little fallback. And that'll be settling for her. That's how women settle. Men settle by reaching up and just getting whatever they can. Women settle by reaching down and begrudgingly settle for what they feel is beneath them. Even though these bitches be broke as fuck and want to be talking about they can't settle for a man that makes less than 100k. But they didn't, they've never made 40k in their lives. Make that make sense. But back on the overall topic. When you project, like, okay, here's an example of guys. Guys will project loyalty and protection and undying, or I won't say undying, but uh, unconditional love onto women because that's what men ultimately want. They never get that from their mothers. Like I said, a lot of women, a lot of sons of women, which means all boys, they want loyalty and unconditional love from their mother which they never get their mother loves them to the extent of the weaponization of their male utility because that's the only thing women care about women can't truly love other human beings in the way that men love human beings you may love a person because i don't know outside of family for example you may love a person because they make you feel special they feel the support or you may get physical physically reciprocated particularly in a relationship with a woman or man if you're gay But women only love what is provided for them because it's in their nature. They don't love their sons, unfortunately. Now, when you're a baby, sure she loves you. Your mothers love you. And and this is a tangent here. I'm not saying mothers don't love their sons, but they, and maybe this is a black community thing or a single mother thing or a gynocentrism thing, but... A lot of women don't love their sons because they don't live up to the utility that that woman wants. See, a woman expects her son to grow up and get so wealthy that she can weaponize his utility for herself as well as her husband if she does have one. But a a lot of single mothers, they look to their sons to provide the utility they they were going to get from a husband. So anything short of that leads them to be disappointed in you. A lot of these women only take pride in their children once they become ultra successful, successful enough to take care of them and their own house. Because that single mother will want you to grow up and become the man that she wanted, that she never married. So she wants you to go out there and save some single mother or some downtrodden woman and bring her to the promised land. But at the same time, you need to be able to provide for your mom too, because mama, we got to buy my mama house. All the NFL players, they got to buy their mama's houses and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the weaponization of male utility by mothers and why I say they don't love their children. But back on the closing segment, I'm sorry. I went, I go off all the fucking time. Now 
what we where we fall short as guys is like I said, we project what we want onto a woman, and then we get heartbroken because she's not going to do that. Like I've explained several times, women don't love in the way that men do. They love utility. They love the use of you, not the you yourself. Now, where women fail in relationships, or I guess project values that men don't have, you want the guy with options to not exercise those options. And what do I mean by that? Well, since you have hypergamy, you're going to reach as high as possible for the guy, right? For a guy, right? You want Christian Grey. You want a billionaire who's hot, young, and has abs and all that other shit. Like, if he's a, if he doesn't have the three sixes, you want seven, six, and six. What do I mean by seven? Second, seven figure income or more. Six pack abs, six feet tall. So sometimes you want more than six figure incomes of, out of guys, right? But you want that guy who has those three things to have plenty of options in women, but won't exercise them because he has you. That life don't work that fucking way. But, okay, ladies, let me explain to you something like this. Let's say I'm a, I own a company and I hire you at 50 grand a year. Another company will hire will come by and offer you a better deal at a hundred grand a year for eight hours less a week. So you're working thirty-two less hours a month, right? You'd have to be a complete moron to turn that other deal down. A better deal. And at the end of the day, end of the day, even though you couldn't do that as a woman, as a hypergamous woman, you feel you've maxed out on your hypergamy with a seven seven figure, six foot tall, six pack ab, twenty five year old guy, right? So you're you're done with hypergamy. You're like I've maxed out. I'm loyal to him. So you're projecting that loyalty onto him, saying, "Well, he shouldn't exercise his options that I did, as I cheated on the last thirty guys before I met this guy with seven figures, right? He's not going to do that. Like I like the job reference I just made." Human beings, women or men, they don't have the ability of turning down a better deal. Now, men in marriages, men in long-term relationships, I mean, prettier women will make themselves available to those men. A lot of times they won't cheat. They'll stay loyal. A regular guy. I'm talking about, you know, 50 grand a year, regular fucking guy. Average guy. If he's married and a prettier woman than his wife were to make herself available to him, nine times out of ten he's not going to fucking take the risk because of gynocentric family courts number two men invest in relationships, women don't invest you feel like having sex and bringing your suitcase to my house is an investment no bitch, I've invested years in a, in a relationship so I'm not going to destroy it for a ten minute sex session with some fucking slot, uh, slore if you will but that's neither here nor there. You're projecting onto the guy you maxed your hypergamy out on to be loyal when he can't. You're also projecting your spending habits on the men. Like women project their spending habits on men. And then when men don't like live up to that or they don't believe into that or they don't buy into that. All of a sudden those men are abusive, financially abusive or cheap. You know what I'm saying? Women love calling men cheap because we're not stupid with money. No, because women can't see beyond, you know, that wall. A lot of women know that 36, 37 years old, especially if they're not healthy, 
and they don't work out. It's a wrap if you're 36 or 37 as a lady. So they look at that point as like the end of their life. So when they're like, a man is really stupid, a man's greedy and cheap, and he didn't pay me. It's because beyond that, they don't think about, they're not planning for life beyond that. They, they want to live in the moment and worry about age 40 when they get there. But a man may want to save money for a rainy day or invest. Or me, for example, I like taking trips. I would much rather not go out for seven months, like on weekends, and then go on like a trip to wherever the fuck I want to go. But that's neither here nor there. Stop, guys and ladies. Stop projecting values that you have on your mates. I mean, obviously, if y'all are, if you're Christian, and you want a Christian, then find another Christian. Obviously, that's easier. But if you're projecting your spending habits, if you're projecting loyalty on the men who have options, or women on women particularly who have options, women and men, to a certain extent, aren't loyal. They're loyal to themselves. They're loyal to whatever strokes their ego. And the relationships are failing because whatever you project on people doesn't work out, men or women. So I don't know. Am I suggesting not having LTRs? I mean, I I advocate for it. I advocate for wealthy men to just pump and up or get a sex doll because they're going to get me too and it could cost them their fortune. But I don't know. I ain't never here nor there. Again, go to my blog, themindofflex.wordpress.blog or Google the Mind of Flex WordPress. You can follow me on Facebook at The Mind of Flex. You can also send me messages there. I record this on iTunes, Gmail, or I'm sorry, Google, and a bunch of different platforms. But if you want to comment directly to the podcast, go on the Anchor app, A-N-C-H, or I'm sorry, A-N-C-H-O-R, on uh, any Google Play or iTunes store. And if you want to respond directly to any episodes, I got an article I just put out like three days ago. So go to my, go to definitely Google the uh, blog and read that. And uh, this is the end of the regularly scheduled weekly episode. I'm going to be going on a hiatus. I will release audio on uh, how long I'll be gone. But for about a month, I'm only going to be doing car casts. I will let you guys know when I figure that out. I got some family stuff I need to handle over the next month. Anyway, this has been Flex Johnson recording my regularly weekly episode for you guys. I appreciate you guys who do listen. And much love or hate if you don't like what I do. Well, if you want to shit on it, I actually prefer you just comment your shitty critique because, I mean, any criticism is good criticism to me. Anyway, this has been Flex Johnson. I'm out.